So what are the deterrents of OSHA fines? Are they working? Are they helping? Are they creating the culture that we want to see? This edition of The Safety Dude, we'll talk a little bit more about that. this edition of the Safety Dude Podcast. This is something new I'm trying out, seeing how it works for me. As far as more discussion points, more ideas, more looking at culture and behaviors from the standpoint of various OSHA environmental ideas that come across. So in this edition, I want to talk more about OSHA finds. Are they really working? What are they doing to create the culture that we want to see in progressive safety behaviors? Are they working? Uh, Of course, everything here is just my opinion, my insight over years of safety experience. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. So when we think of super large million dollar fines and deterrence from the standpoint of fiscal responsibility, the thing that really comes to mind is more of the idea of the Environmental Protection Agency, where you see $11 million fines and you see 15 uh, lots of money being spent and also criminal indictments, uh, FBI raiding premises. That's more of something that comes from the environmental side of the EHS world. From an OSHA standpoint, uh, there was some effort some while back to try to raise the costs that were coming with OSHA because they've been fairly stagnant uh, since the 70s when it was created. They didn't have any legislation in place that really granted it the ability to gain from a financial standpoint from from issuing fines. So they've been relatively the same. I was reading in the news uh, just this week about a company, a plastics company in particular, that was fined around $21,000 for a fatality. Uh, in the spectrum of workers' comp, 21000 is like a very small sprain claim that the loss of money and the penalty doesn't seem to really fit what they had. And that's unfortunate because in this great country, we still see so many people getting hurt. We still see deaths occur at the workplace. And the idea is that are we creating the culture that we want to see? Is it the fear of OSHA or is it because it's the right thing to do? Now, my opinion, of course, was that safety is probably the most inherent thing you can do to really drive your workforce. There's nothing more engaging from a people standpoint than when you look at someone in the eye and you tell them that their safety is important, that you want them to go home just the way they came to work that day, that you want them to be able to enjoy the things they enjoy with their family. But a lot of companies still don't get it. We're in the 21st century, and you still hear people say, well, OSHA's the gold standard of, of safety rule-making. No, no, it's not. That's the bare minimum. It's like the speed limit. That's the law. 
you've got to do that just to prepare and prevent some sort of workplace incident. That That's the bare minimum. And even then, there's still too many opportunities for that not to work out the way it should. So when it comes to OSHA fines, are we really seeing that, that employers are scared of the fine? Probably not. When you look at overall budgeting, maybe with the extremely small mom-and-pop businesses of of where they barely meet the OSHA requirements of five people in most states, where five people are on the payroll that are not family members, that then you have to comply with all the rulemaking. Maybe those places that are under 20 people and have high risks, such as uh, roofing or construction firms, maybe then the fines are extreme when you're talking in the 20,000s, especially if there's multiple fines. But for the bigger company, the ones that news and... Also, when we look at where the fines are coming from, are they really scared of that money being spent? And my personal thought is probably not. Maybe they're scared more of the uh, bad publicity that can come from it. Maybe they're worried about uh, people and shareholders looking at them with some disdain. I would also say, though, do we really know what companies are doing? Do we really know? What kind of violations are going on? Sure, as part of the Occupational Safety Act, any violations have to be posted within the business for the employees to see where that's at. And that is a huge demoralizer for employees, where it should be, where if you look around, you say, oh my, we've been cited here for lockout, for electrical, for letting something happen that that shouldn't have happened. Employees should be very, very intolerant of that, and they should be very eager to know more about that because that's their safety. That's their livelihood at risk, potentially. But as a public member, when I go walking into shops somewhere, do I really know if that company has had any OSHA violations? So in a lot of places, you can walk up to the front door of a, of a restaurant for say, and you'll see the grade they have, A, B, C, D, E, F, failing. But do we know, are they, are they injuring their employees? Are they taking care of their people? Now, some companies, such as construction companies, have to report OSHA recordables. They have to report those things uh, to a database to get contract work. And there's a lot of companies out there that track those types of things. They also track violations, and you look at those. But most of the time, it's injury rate. Not to be unfair, but injury rate is probably the most horrible metric to grade anyone on. Because it is certainly... Subject to interpretation, it's also subject to manipulation. As we have seen, there was some, a few years ago, there were some criminal indictments for falsification of an OSHA log, but that's one in millions of companies that are in the U.S. that was caught and criminalized and made an example of. So at the end of the day, are we really understanding of what's going on in that company? Are we visible to it? So let me ask you a question. If you were to walk up to a business or you were going to do business online or you were going to have some sort of service performed to buy a product from a company and you knew that they had willingly and continually hurt their employees, would you buy from them? That's an interesting question, of course, because we're on the guidance that we're buying an American-made product. And certainly OSHA only has governance within the United States, so... There's no doubt that we can look at uh, the ideas behind 
other companies outside the U.S. and know that they are not being held to the same standard that we would be from a legal standpoint. But let's take that out of it. Let's just move past that idea that, sure, we know that other countries, uh, countries that are developing, companies whose economies are taking off, where products can be made cheaper, that they don't have the same guidance. But this is the USA. And let's just look at it independently. So let's say there was two businesses, very competitive product, uh, same cost, same quality. How much would safety dictate if you were going to buy that product? Would it be that uh, you would just avoid them altogether if you knew that they had allowed such things to happen? There's companies in the U.S. that that have made big news from that. There's been food companies, very popular food companies, that have had some very strong indictments and strong OSHA fines for allowing people to have fatalities at their side. And that's very, very sad. No person in the U.S. should go to work and not come home. But there's a lot of factors involved in that, too. There are choices that are involved in that. There's culture that's involved in that. So all things being equal, if there is a way to quickly know or quickly grade a company on their safety, would that influence purchasing? For me, yes. I follow this stuff. I, I, I read the companies that are having issues. I, I recognize the big names that show up in the news that, that have allowed their site to continually be cited. Now, one time is one time. Uh, the way that the law is interpreted and it is enforced is very different. Uh, from state to state, from individual to individual compliance officer, there's there's very much randomness to it at times. But a company that has continual issues, continual problems, and, and not just small ones, but we're talking the major lockout, tagout, failure to follow hot work, uh, massive injury records that go along to prove that those systems are not functioning, that does influence my spending habits. There are companies that I have not bought from in years that are well-known companies because, simply, I don't think they're protecting their people as they should. I don't think they have the right resources in place. Uh, Just as a lot of companies are very proud of their CEO and their CFO and their, their security people, we don't still see in the U.S. that protecting the employees are something that that big companies are really um, jumping on board with and promoting, that it's not something they they go for. And and that's something I would love to see changed. I would love to see companies to be very proud of not just their safety record, but the people they put to drive their safety performance. If you have good people helping drive it, and you have good people leading it, that's where the key's at. Where is the highest safety person in the organization? Do they report to a operations person? Do they uh, uh, report to an HR person? Do they report directly to the CEO? Those are great questions that, that should be very integral to knowing if a company really does want their people to be safe. So one company in particular I read about a few years ago, horrible. They, they constant loss times, uh, lots and lots of OSHA fines over and over again. And they bragged that they had a 
person in charge of safety. It was also their vice president of operations, but he had a 30-hour OSHA card, and that was on their webpage that they're so they're so committed to safety that they hired a guy uh, to run their operations that had a 30-hour OSHA card. And that blew my mind, because then you see the real commitment to safety that something like that has. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, What are your thoughts about, would, if there was a way to see exactly how safety was performing, would would you shop there? Would it influence you? Would you try to avoid places? Let's say there was a, a grade, a big, big grade right on the front door of any shop you were about to go to. A through F. A means that they really did try to care about their employees and, and take good care of them. F means that they could care less. Didn't, didn't even matter that uh, they had people or wanted to protect them. They just let it go. How would that influence you? And wherever that influenced you would probably influence that company. Because that's the goal, is to make money. And certainly as a safety professional, I understand that. A company has to be profitable, but... They also have to know that their greatest resource is their people. And if you take care of your people, your people are going to take care of you. And that's something that a lot of companies don't have the long-term vision for. Because the investment in people is certainly a long-term investment to take care of people, to watch after them. So always opportunity to uh, email me, uh, put it on my Twitter, at the safety dude. Uh, my webpage is also available for you to look at where this will be posted. And hopefully this podcast will become a regular once-a-month thing, maybe even more frequent, have some guests, hopefully. But again, think about the idea of how safety would drive you as a consumer. How would that influence you? How would that dictate you? So until next time, uh, stay safe and keep the focus where it needs to be. And that's on protecting you, your team, and those around you. This edition of the Safety Dude broadcast was recorded on June 18th, 2017.